I'm Sam Kiefer. I'm Beck Hill. This is Enemy in Paris. I am Trey Exite to be here. Hello and welcome to Enemy in Paris, a Rage Watch podcast recapping every terrible episode of the show we all love to hate. Elemony, Emily. I can't even say her name, Sam. Yeah, you're too choked up with rage. So angry. So very angry. I just finished this episode. I don't feel good. I feel awful inside. No, me either. I feel dirty. Yeah, I feel unclean. Yeah. Um, Well, before we jump into... um, being furious. Are you well? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I've got something that I'd be very excited to show you. Okay, hit me. And I cannot believe I've managed to wait this long. Are you ready? Yeah. So as you know, my phone got stolen yes. the, the night that we first hung out mm-hmm. in Europe. And so I've recently got a new phone. And so obviously I needed a new case for it. Oh, so um, no, you did it. What I'm holding <laughs> up. She, okay, so Beck has Emily's tacky clunky phone case that looks like a vintage camera i hate it i hate looking at it i hate the way it looks god i hate everything about it how heavy is that it's so heavy do you know what? i kind of love it really what do you love about it because it has like a neck strap like an old school camera would the weight because it's not sitting in my pocket it's not pulling down my trousers Ugh, or anything god. so it's got like a nice it's got a nice weight to it, like a real camera would. Well, it's really impressive. It's really, really awful. I hate it. So, congrats. And you know, my pocket would have been picked if I was wearing this. So, I'd, I uh-huh. think, I don't know. I think I've got to side with Emily on this one. I love it. Okay. I hate it. I fucking hate it. I don't like you a little more now. <laughs> I'm so, so happy that it makes yeah. you so angry. Yeah. Ugh. This is great. This is why we're friends. Yeah, it's really, really awful. Where did you get it? Oh, online, obviously. Yeah, I don't know where I yeah. thought that it was going to be. I know. <laughs> I was hoping maybe Paris. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I yeah. snuck away when we were on uh, <laughs> holiday there. <laughs> oh, God. Ugh. I would have got you one too, obviously. Should I get one? Oh, man. That would have been, that would have been, oh, yeah, you should, de- you should definitely get one. All right, so episode two, Masculine Feminine. I just finished watching maybe 10 minutes ago. There's an awful taste in my mouth. It opens on our dumpster baby, our our goblin queen uh, out for a run in her impeccable makeup. Oh, yeah. She's jogging so smugly in a sort of way that mirrors the opening scene in the first episode. Yeah, the way she runs bothers me. And I'm I'm aware I'm now nitpicking everything to do with the show. But it does. It bothers me. She's never seen someone run in a smug way. like. Their physical body is smug. Yeah. (laughs) I think maybe I'd love to see the script if it was like Emily runs smugly into the park. Yeah, she moves her garbage body slowly and distinctively across the screen. And we've got to say that when you say garbage body, you're not actually body. You're not commenting on her actual body. There's no body shame happening here. You're just saying that because the body belongs to her, she's garbage. Yes, it's the person is garbage. This is a garbage body, not the body type. The body type is very attractive. I, you're still objectified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so her and her eyebrows are out in full makeup. They're just out going for a run. I love how angry you are about her eyebrows. As a as a thickly eyebrowed woman myself, although that said, 
they would be thicker if I hadn't plucked them to death in the 90s. But Yeah, so it, when you pluck them, it doesn't come back? Is that the rule? If you pluck them too often, they won't eventually. Okay. It's almost like the, the hairs get scared. Okay. <laughs> and as she's running, she's listening to a French lesson. Yes. She's listening to... But she's not actually trying to learn it. She's not saying it back or anything. She's no, just no, no, no. listening to it. The call and response part, she's not doing her half. No, no, exactly. It's like watching something with the subtitles and being like, I'm learning the language. And it's like, no, you're not. Yeah, or being on your phone during a movie yeah. or like on your laptop while a movie plays in the background and saying that you're watching it. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, that is how I watch most things. Oh, yeah, true. That is the typical Emily Cooper level of effort that we're going to see. Absolutely. And like one of the first things that it teaches is the line, I cannot speak French. Yeah. Yep. And then it says, can you slow down? (laughs) Yeah. Just gives up immediately. Yep. So she stops to take a picture, another horrible Instagram of a statue. She's up to 230 followers now and she hashtags it chiseled abs, which is a terrible hashtag, but people apparently love it. At least it's almost a pun because it's like your sculpture is chiseled. Yeah, I get what she's going for. It's just very bad. Again, it wouldn't be bad unless, of course, your job is social media marketing. (laughs) Unless, of course, you were supposedly sent to a different country because of your Instagram (laughs) skills. Then it's really terrible. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I side with you on that. So she gets back to her apartment. She still can't remember what floor she lives in. She can't handle. Oh, my gosh. I don't get. Is she supposed to be dumb? Yeah. I will say, as much as I hate her for this, for not being able to get her head around the fact, like, if she thinks that the issue is with the numbering system, mm-hmm. then just add a number. Like, just yeah. tell yourself that you live on the sixth floor instead of the fifth or whatever. Or hang something on your door. Yeah, exactly. But I will say, you've seen where I live. Yeah. It's like, in Britain, you tend to get a lot of places where all of the houses are connected. Mm-hmm. I find this strange being from Australia where a lot of the time like the the buildings are separate and bungalows and sure. gardens and stuff but here they're all connected so there's like sort of like a very long block of block of flats mm-hmm. and our flat has a set of stairs that go up to it yeah as do all the other ones in in our row and I would say about once a week I go up the wrong set of steps to a different flat oh so you have some Emily in you you're dumb. Yeah, I do. And it's not like, like I've got stuff out the front of my flat that would make yeah. me realize it's not mine. Like, Yeah, but you don't, you don't go all the way, you don't go all the way to putting your key in the door. No, that's true. I haven't, <laughs> yeah, I haven't physically tried to get in the door. Yeah. So uh, Gabriel answers the door. He's very handsome. He makes a really terrible joke about her being wet, which just charmingly yeah. befuddles her. Everyone is super sexual with her all the time. I'm going to add that yeah. to the bingo card. If they're just, they talk to her like a sex worker. Oh, yeah. I think I've got someone hits on Emily, don't I? Yep. Somebody hits on Emily. So you can go ahead and check that one off. He definitely knows what he's saying, but also she doesn't know whether he knows what he's saying. It's a, it's a smart move. The acting in this part. So he goes, yeah, he goes, she goes, I won't bang in your door anymore. And he goes, bang anytime. Just a terrible joke. Do you know what? I've fallen for worse. Yeah. The more the pod goes on, the more you're siding with Emily in your personal life. I know. I don't like that. (laughs) Well, no, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that Emily's good. I'm Uh saying that I'm starting to work out that I am a horrible person. Mm -hmm. We both have qualities or should I say unquality? What's the opposite of a quality? 
Unquality. You're right. No, it's unquality. The word is unqualities. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we've both got unqualities familiar, like similar with Emily. Um, <laughs> I love her response when he says you're very wet. She's just like, I just ran five miles. And I'm like, shut up. Yep. We yep. know you jog. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, the correct answer is I was running. You don't have to say how far you ran. I just ran five miles. Well, good for you, Emily. Mm-hmm. Get f***ed. She's as bad as people who are like, I just went to the gym. Yeah, okay. Okay, here's the thing. I post when I'm at the gym. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Another unquality for me. Another unquality. <laughs> and she trips falling up the stairs because she's so charmingly Hugh Grant level befuddled because of Gabriel's joke. What was it we said in the last episode? She's like a poor woman's Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. So outside, she steps in dog shit. It's interesting to note, she pulls out her phone. She does something that she does a lot in the show, where she takes a picture of a person for her Instagram, which is frowned upon. Don't take pictures mm. of strangers like, no. and then post it on. That's like that's a huge no-no. And then hashtags it with mind the murd. But yes. the dog poo isn't in the shot. No, no, no. So she's just calling this woman and her or her dog a shit. <laughs> Yep, she's just shaming this woman for having a dog. (laughs) But the other important thing to point out here is how she's dressed. Again, I mentioned this the last episode. Defenders of Emily in Paris are often like, yeah, it's just a pretty show, though. I like the scenes. I like the outfits. She dresses terribly. This outfit is (laughs) horrendous. This skirt is four different fabrics. It's shiny. It's camouflage. It's pink lace. And then it's striped. Oh. And it's just awful. And then it's a blue card loose fitting cardigan, I guess is the word, with chunky zippers and a shirt that has crosses on it. Yeah. It's just patterns. There's never been a pattern Emily doesn't like. I'm gonna put this onto the Enemy in Paris Instagram and Facebook. This is horrific. And I love it. But I also hate it. <laughs> okay, so when she arrives at the office, Julian calls her. Oh, you can check off your uh, on your bingo card as well. Oh, what? You can now check off more than one pattern on Emily's outfit from your bingo cards if you're playing at home. Excellent. So she arrives at the office. Julian calls her Leplouque. She uses a voice app to tell Julian to go fuck himself. Yeah, va, va to fairfoot. Yes. He physically clutches his pearls and says, I think I like you. Further reinforcing that all bullies are really just looking for you to stand up for yourself, to better you. Yes. People that bully you just want you to believe in yourself. Yeah. Although that said, multiple times I've told you to go yourself and you're like i like this version of you Mm -hmm. and i clutch my pearls and i go i think i like you yeah you do that's exactly what you do (laughs) (laughs) again this character it's just such a one-dimensional gay character it's just just the sassy gay and then for the rest of the episode every time that he passes her now they're best friends by the way and now he can fully understand english yes after in the first episode, he seemed yeah. to be confused. Oh, not just confused. It blew his mind that she spoke English mm. to him. He couldn't handle it. Okay, now, I am aware. I'm also Emily because there's a party, and the party is for Delure. And I'm saying that. I'm saying it wrong. We, we all are, aren't we? After that yes. scene. Delure. 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 Deluxe. Deluxe. Sylvie reveals that the Deluxe party is tonight. <laughs> God, just takes this swing at Emily. She tells her that she's no mystery, that she's obvious, which is a really brutal thing to say to somebody, especially a coworker. True, though. She's wearing like 16 patterns 
at the same yep. time. Yep. And now this I want to point out, this is important. There's an exchange between Emily and Sylvie that I want to point out where she goes, were you going to tell me about the party? And she's like, you know, I'm telling you now. And she goes, what do I wear? And Sylvie goes, not that. So implying, you know, step up your game. The next scene, she shows up with a handbag shaped like a human's face. Did you clock that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. And because I live in Camden in London, and there's the yeah. Camden Markets, which I took you to. Yeah. And there's a ton of, I told you, like, loads of market stalls that just sell, like, novelty t-shirts yeah. and stuff. And those sorts of bags are like a dime a dozen. Yes. Like, just, it, it's meant to look a little sort of like Audrey Hepburn, but it's like yeah. a little cartoony thing. It's awful. Yeah, it'd be the equivalent of if she wore, like, a shirt with Marilyn Monroe on it that said Paris yes. or, like, you know. <laughs> or maybe a shirt that has the Eiffel Tower on it on her first day at the office yeah, working in yep, Paris. <laughs> yep. God she, damn. It is no mystery that she is obvious. We, yes. I, I do agree with Sylvie yeah. on that one. Yep. And I, I know that what Sylvie said was harsh about her outfit, but at the same time, the irony of having camouflage on that yes. skirt. Camouflage and then shiny and... That's the one that's meant to hide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I looked up what delure means. Delure. Okay. De, what does it mean? Delure. 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 Um, it's um, of like of the hour or of the time. Well, great. Yeah. We all learned something today. We meet handsome Anton, the owner of Maison Laveau. The is uh, the best nose in Paris, which Emily misunderstands and thinks it's a physical thing because she is dumb. Yeah. This is what struck. Did you know what a nose was before you watched this episode? No, but you it's, in, it's inferred the best nose in Paris, like and the, because they're there for a perfume launch, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. So this is BS to me. I think yeah. they've gone too far. I think that Emily's an idiot, but I even I don't think she's that stupid. Yes, this is a, a Homer Simpson level shark jumping <laughs> level of stupidity. This is a crayon stuck in the nose level of yeah. dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the fact that Antoine owns like the perfumery mm-hmm. and he's the nose. So people who are no I looked up, I looked it up, and okay. quite often noses, like you work for a p- perfumery. So like the sure. most famous, there's like 15 famous noses in the entire world okay. that get employed to compose these perfumes to put them together. Sure. And they're all employed by like luxury brands to do okay. Their perfumes for them. Mm. You wouldn't own your own perfumery. Like there might yeah. be some, but they would be small boutiques. They're not going to be like Antoine level yeah, yeah, yeah. CEO types, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting. They've decided just to jam those two things together. Yep. Um, I also wanted to point off another bingo card bit, okay. which was that uh, Sylvie tells Emily to have a cigarette if she's hungry. <laughs> God, the French and the cigarettes. Mwah. And she's smoking inside. It's both. Yeah. Yep. We can add in Emily. Emily can't pronounce or understand French, too, when uh, Delure. Delure. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my gosh. We're mm-hmm. killing it on the bingo card this episode. Yeah, somebody out there has a bingo, for sure. What really gets me with this one is that Emily goes off on her little, you know, impressing Antoine with her American perspective and what they bring. And Yeah. One of the big lines she says is like, well, the great thing is we can track everything, right? Which, first of all, creepy, right? Like, yeah. just bringing yeah. in big data, explaining yeah what it is that is going wrong mm-hmm. but also she should know this as someone who's doing marketing in europe is that over here uh, and it's still happening in the uk although brexit kind of changed the thing but we have gdpr what's that which is an eu rule it's the general data protection regulation 
and it's to it's so that people can't track stuff. Sure, like track cookies. In fact, I think you kept getting hit with it when you went whenever you went on a website over here. Yes, you were getting the "Will you accept these cookies?" thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what that was. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, that's a legal thing. You have that pops up on every new website to keep my information from Emily. To keep your information from Emily, exactly. And I was just like, so she's talking about how great it is to track stuff, but they. They can't necessarily do that in Paris. If they can, it's not legal. She doesn't even know. Oh, oh she can't even do a job. I hate, I hate her. And again, her job is, she, she states again that her job is to bring an American perspective because we're still not really sure what her job is. She's she's social media. She's there because uh, she was originally there to help the purchasing of that company by her company. But we're still not quite sure what her job is. So she says it's to bring an American perspective. And so far, her American perspective has been nothing. Like, it's just mm. been clunky Instagram posts that are somehow doing well. Yeah. Later, Anton uh, corners Emily outside. Antoine, trying to fuck. He is a one-dimensional... French man character. <laughs> and he is there to f- her in front of this entire party. Like he, this character. The, oh my gosh. From the get go. Yeah. The lines they give him, he's deterred by nothing. She is also compliant in this, I would say. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that, I'm not going to do a Sylvie and say that she's encouraging it or mm-hmm. bringing it upon herself. Yeah. But I will also say that uh, she, she wasn't exactly, you know, telling him I have a boyfriend, bye, like she did to the fella in the apartment. Gil's DeFore. Gil's DeFore. Gil's DeFore. I miss Gil. Me too. What do you think he's doing right now? Probably jerking off. Oh, yeah, for sure. To a picture of Emily. He's got a room full of pictures of Emily. Like yep. he's, he's jerking off to that Instagram. Everyone following her is him and a bot that he's created. Yep. Oh, so Antoine puts the perfume on her mm-hmm. and asks her to tell him what it smells like. Yeah. So she immediately is like, mm, gardenia, leather, musk. Like, musk. Uh, sorry. Uh, wait, you didn't know what a nose was, but you know what those things smell like. Yeah. So she knows what his job is. Yeah. I can't tell what. I don't know what gardenia smells like. No. Musk? I don't know. Anyway, and then she says, and sweat. We need a new bingo category, which is Emily falls backwards into success. She doesn't know what a nose is, but her very first attempt at smelling perfume, she's able to pick out exactly. She's like, is it gardenia and musk? Is this, am I doing it right? And they're like, yeah, you're killing it. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever done wine tasting? No. Oh, see, I've done wine tasting. It turns out I I am not a nose. I cannot smell for crud, honestly. So they're like, oh, what are you getting whiffs of and i was like uh, i'm that i'm that idiot who's like uh the wine, wine. you know yeah exactly smells like wine yeah it smells like alcohol that'd be me too yeah meanwhile gav my husband mm-hmm. he's like mm, i'm getting a little bit of banana and they gave him that look of like wow like they really? were very impressed Jesus. and i've never seen oh my gosh he was so like he was rightfully so proud of himself. I, I was proud of him. I was like, uh-huh. I don't know how you picked that up. I don't know. Oh, I was hoping you were mad at him. Oh, I was a bit. I was hoping you're like, we didn't talk for six weeks. I mean, he's the one I has to deal with my farts, so you know. Oh, that's true. So then she like points out gardenia leather musk. Then she says and sweat, mm-hmm. and I, I was half expecting her to then just go. I ran five miles today. Like yeah. just to point out, like. <laughs> Yep, to I bring it back. I would have liked it if she had done that. I would have been like, oh, fair play. Yeah. <laughs> Lean into it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then she recycles her, it's like wearing poetry line, which is yeah. from the pilot. 
So that's not an original thought. So she has no. one phrase, and that's it's like wearing she, poetry, that she busts out at any occasion. And the guy, Antoine, loves it. Yeah, she's been sitting on that for so long. Like, yeah. she, that's like me waiting to show you my phone case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, she's been waiting this whole time. Uh-huh. And she delivered it as if she just thought of it. Yep. And then absolutely, like, stood there grinning like an idiot when yep. he was like, genius. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, dude, you thought of that two weeks ago. Her grins in this episode, her, she's like, we love a grinning queen. Her, just, <laughs> just, just smiling. We love we a grinning love queen. We love a grinning queen. Yeah. And then, you know, he's impressed with her. But then Antoine, yeah. let, let, they sort of finish the conversation. She explains that uh, her, she has a boyfriend. She finally mm-hmm. mentions she has a boyfriend. They're engaged to be engaged, you know. Uh-huh, yeah. And yeah. He, he does the yeah. same thing Gills does, where he's like, not in Paris. Yeah, get yourself a Paris boyfriend. It's like the yeah. second time that they've sort of brought that up as an option. Yeah, Antoine has some sort of cuck kink fetish. Antoine just wants to know that she's getting railed. <laughs> doesn't matter that it doesn't matter that it's not by him. He's like, yeah, just just do it and tell me about it. Describe it to me. Oh, uh, see, I get that he's very much suggesting it should be him. Okay. Yeah. I got I got weird kink fetish stuff from it. Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then he leans in and he like smells her hair. So maybe you're mm-hmm. right. Like he smells yep. her hair and then he says expensive sex. That's what it smells like to him. But he, he says it as if it's just come to him. And it's like, it's your perfume, dude. Yeah. You put it together. Yeah. Like, you, you of all people should know. Surely he would say at the beginning, oh, I wanted it to smell like expensive sex. Yeah. That's, and that's not the first time that he said that either. Most people are just recycling dude, their favorite right. hits. He's been waiting. Their favorite lines. Yeah. yeah. Is he suggesting that he would pay her? For sex? Is that what he's... I don't know. I have no clue what this guy wants. I know just to come. Yeah. That's all that's going through his mind is just come. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I wonder what that smells like. No, I don't. I take it back. <laughs> I wish I'd never said that. Musk. <laughs> oh, it does smell like Musk. Elon yep. Musk. Ugh. And then her response to him saying, it smells like expensive sex. She says, it's better than a cheap date. Yeah. And I don't quite get that. As a, I, I can't, I get like they've gone from expensive to like a cheap thing, but it's like, ah, it's not really a joke though. It's no. not quite a joke. And that bugged nope. me. No, there's a lot of that in this episode. And then we end on Sylvie, like mm-hmm. flicking away a cigarette, like with absolute <sighs> fury yes. in her eyes. She is pissed. Sylvie has clocked the fact that Anton wants to fuck her and is mad. So you're, are you a perfume guy, Sam? Uh, I'm a cologne guy. You're a cologne yeah. guy? Uh-huh. I have a limited knowledge of cologne. I wear Burberry. Burberry. What would you say it smells like? How would you describe it? I would describe it as uh, gardenia, uh, <laughs> sweat. I just ran five miles, though, so that might be what it is. <laughs> Come. Anger. <laughs> That's weird, because mine smells like gardenia and your sweat. It's yeah. very strange. <laughs> Dodo. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> All right, so now we return to the office. Uh, it's important to point out that Julian greets her because they're good friends now. He says, hi, yeah, he Emily. Emily yep. instead of La Pluque. Yep, because she told him to go fuck herself, so they're friends now. Emily yep. finds out that Antoine was impressed with her, which we all know, and wants her on the account, but Sylvia puts her on the vaginal suppositories account. <laughs> Sylvia warns Emily that she's too close to Anton, and then Julian reveals that Sylvia is Anton's mistress. And Julian bum, hears bum, this bum. from across the room. So he he's been eavesdropping. So which means everyone can hear everything, everything in the office. Then. Yeah, yeah. Because and that's another thing that's a reoccurring aspect in this show. There's a lot of people saying things and nobody going. I'm sorry, what? Like yeah, <laughs> like 
Just people saying crazy things, and there's not one straight man character to go, I'm sorry, what? What did you, what was that last thing you said? See, now that's what I want to do. I want to just green screen us into various scenes yep. going, I'm sorry, what, did, what, what was that? Yeah. I've got also got an outfit check for this one. Okay. It's not as awful as the one at the beginning, but she's wearing a top with a polka dot ribbon. Sure. Uh, a Keith Herring bomber jacket and a beige skirt. And yep. it's not the worst thing she's worn, but we've got conflicting patterns again. It's like she dresses conflicted with herself. She can't decide who she is. So she just wears everything all at once. Which is true. And to be fair, that is also how I dress. So fair That play. is very true. Yeah. You dress like a clown toddler. <laughs> that, that is the best description. And do, yeah. Do you, know what's, do you know what's more embarrassing? What? So uh, when I came on the call, I explained that I was trying to dress as French as possible. So I've got yeah. a black turtleneck on and red lipstick, right? Yeah. But because it's past midnight here, because mm -hmm. someone, when he decided when we'd record, forgot when Doug, again, Doug, I dug Doug. you. Yeah. Uh, you dugged me. Um, and so uh, my bottom half, I'm just going to stand up. Yep. Yep. Yeah, sweats on the bottom. Same here. Oh, they're not sweats. That, those are my pajamas. Those are okay. like nice fluffy pajamas with smiley clouds on them. Oh, I love it. Actually, can you do a screenshot? I'll pop this onto, yes, the, can, onto the enemy in Paris socials. Oh, God, and I'm smiling like an idiot, too. Good. So we cut to uh, Emily is with her friend Mindy. Mindy's explaining how a mistress works, and Emily is so gleefully aloof. She's like, why would you want to have sex with somebody outside of your your partner? She can't fathom why this would be. Spoiler, if you are watching along in order, Skip 30 seconds ahead to the podcast in five, four, three, two, one. Emily's going to have sex with Gabriel behind her friend's back. So she understands how complicated relationships work. She's not. Well, she does then. I, I, I feel like this is pre that. So like she was becoming more French when she reaches yeah. that moment. That's what I would but, argue. It's like uh, a, that's how character arcs work in in script writing. Yeah, it's like I guess something has to change. Otherwise, I don't buy that she doesn't understand the concept of a mistress. Like she, again, they've made her too dumb. They've made they've written her yeah. too dumb. She can for sure understand why a mistress would exist. Oh, absolutely. And what I would say is that she's in a relationship, but mm -hmm. she has also flirted with several men now. So it's not. It's not yeah. like. Yeah, she it's gets beyond it. her fathoming. Yeah. Yeah, so Mindy says the French are romantics, but they're also realists. I don't know how Mindy knows this much about French culture after just one year in Paris, by the way. She's only been there one year. Mindy is our wise Asian character. She's oh, there. Oh, that's true. I forgot. One-dimensional token Asian character who's there to give wisdom and grace and... Yep. So, of course, she knows that. And lightness. Mindy's going to pop up during the show a lot to do that, to just pop in and yeah, go, you're right. just be this wise, sage Asian character who knows <laughs> wisdom and then imparts wisdom and then leaves, makes a good sex joke and then leaves. Yeah. Which I, I kind of, the sex jokes I'm I'm here for. I think I love yeah. them. I love her for that. And yeah. they rock up to the restaurant, which we saw. Yes. We've been to the restaurant. We've eaten there. We'll, we'll pop a photo on the socials. We ate there. We hated it. The food was fine, but we hated being there. Yep. God, it bummed me out. And then walking across to where Emily lives bummed me out. They're very close. Or is it, yeah, where she lives in the restaurant or like a block away. Yeah. And I think, I think it's 
basically they're realistic about that in the show, which is really nice. It's really yeah. interesting. They're two real locations and mm-hmm. it is just down the road from her, which is very cool. Yeah. But then in the next scene, they're eating in the restaurant. Mindy mentions that her dad is the zipper king of China. Yeah. And then she says this line. She says, he's got the world by the balls, literally. Yes. And I'm just like, again, <laughs> I get that zippers or flies are near genitalia. But that's not a joke. That's not. But it doesn't get you by. Like, yeah. It would, if he made uh, sport cups, protective cups. Yes. Then, then yeah. that bit would underpants. work. Yes. But it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. I would love it if her dad was rich because he made sports cups. Yeah. That, yeah. I want to see that in a character. Yeah. Just someone who's like, yeah, I'm part of the. You know how you've got like Paris Hilton is like the heiress to the Hilton. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah just yeah. someone who was the sports cup. Uh-huh. And when they enter the room, everyone's like, that's the sports cup lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh like we gosh. do with Paris Hilton. Yeah, that's right. She's got a little sports cup fascinator on her head, like a yep. hat. Yeah. She's got sports cups, that, like bra, like a bikini. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Emily wants to send her steak back because it's too rare without trying it first. She just sees it, doesn't like it. Mm. Gabriel is revealed to be the She's chef. She's the worst. She's the absolute worst in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yep. I hate when people don't try a thing. Yes. I'd, I'd get it if it was like still alive and it wasn't meant to be. Again, so now we have the, the stereotype of the rude French waiter who doesn't want to take it back, which is not accurate. They'll take food back. Like, we'll make changes to food. Do you send food back? I've sent food back. Why, why do you send food back? Something like this, if it wasn't cooked enough or if it was overcooked. Would you send back a rare steak? No, I would eat that. I love rare steak. Mm, yeah, me too. I send food back. Yeah. The place we ate that just had steak fries, steak and frites. Oh, that was so uh, good. That that place, that the steak was rare and it was perfect. Oh, it was perfect. It was so good. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever sent a steak back, but I I will send food back if it's not what I expected. Like sure. Like if it's, like I think I had, I think I ordered um, Eggs Royale once. Uh-huh. Do, you, do you guys do like Eggs Royale and Eggs Benedict and stuff like that yeah. in the yeah, States? We're, we're, yeah, we're cultured. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. very popular over here. Yeah. Um. And so the eggs royale is like that, but with um, you've got your poached egg, hollandaise sauce, and uh, smoked salmon. Sure. But when it came out, it was like cooked, like cooked mm. salmon. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I don't. This isn't what I signed up for. I wanted yeah. smoked salmon. Yeah. Like two different forms of salmon. I had to send yep. it right back. I felt Good. like a real diva, but I was like, Nah, this isn't what I ordered. <laughs> so Gabriel gets her to try it. Turns out she loves it. Again, this scene needs a straight man. Mindy goes, yeah, try his meat. And she says it loudly (laughs) and clearly to both of them. And they both steamroll right through her. They just, no one bites on it. And then when she walks away, she says, I'd bone appetite him, which kills. They both crack themselves up. That's not a joke either. I get bone, sure. But the phrase, I'd bone appetite him, isn't a phrase. It's not a bit. Was it like good milk? I guess you could maybe suggest that you'd eat him. I guess, yeah. <laughs> but maybe. I think you're right. With the eater's meat, I laughed a lot at that. And I mm-hmm. realized yeah. that I'm that person in a conversation where if someone makes a joke under their breath mid-conversation, I will be the one that hears it and does that little like makes eyes and is like, I yeah. heard that. Like you do that little nod between each other where you're like, I, re- I appreciated that. I saw that. That's what that scene needed was just you just popping up, your little head just popping up behind the the tablecloth, just going, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just going, nice. Okay. So now we have a montage of her uh, posting 
Her follower count is skyrocketing oh, now. Her stupid hat. I hate that hat so much. It looks like a doily. It looks like a coaster. It looks like something you would put over a crock pot to to keep it yes. from to keep it from boiling over. Yeah, it looks yeah. like you know, like a soup dish. You know, when yes. you get like it's not quite a bowl, but it's upside down. Like, yeah. So you've got the little underside on it. God, Ugh. It, it's no, it has no purpose. But I do appreciate that she brought uh, the picture is with the nice the nice woman from the bakery. She brings her into the photo. Well, this is the thing. She's doing her. She's going a lot through the market. She's got two thousand thirty followers. She posts Paris is for cheese lovers, which is a terrible caption. Absolutely. Yeah. Horrible. And then not long after, she does a boomerang selfie. Oh, the boomerang's back. Yep. No one uses boomerang. Any young social media person would know that that's outdated. She does a boomerang selfie with the bakery lady, which is in the same day because she's wearing the mm-hmm. same outfit. And her followers are now 5,643. Yep. And she's wearing her stupid hat and she hashtags it, a little bonjour goes a long way. That's nothing. That doesn't make sense. It's awful. She gains... What, 3,613 followers in a couple of hours from from Paris's for Cheese Lovers? Yep, that can killed on the internet. Emily is the live, laugh, love of social media. Yeah, yep, yep. (laughs) (laughs) So now, okay, so now this, I have issue with this, but I have issue with everything, by the way. Doug calls. Does he call or does she call? Because it starts off with her saying like, She's got the phone to her ear and she's like, Uh hey, you must be on your way to the airport by now. But that could also be the beginning of a call that she's made. It's not clear. I can't work out if he's called her to tell Uh him to tell her that he's not coming or if she's called him and he's like, oh, I guess I better answer this. I think he's called her. All right. You're giving him the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. The scene is supposed to be he is a douchebag and she's over him and free of this weight of Doug. But all Doug does is express his concerns that he wants yeah. her to come back. And then the phone gets broken up with and he he's like, wait, Emily, I can't hear you. And she's like, no, nah, you lost me and hangs up on him. So she escalates this into a breakup so quickly. All he's doing is voicing his concern. There needs to be a scene after this, which just shows him calling her back, leaving a voicemail being like, hey, it's me. I think we got disconnected. Uh, I love you. Yes. Yeah, you're right. I do think you should come home. I miss you. I want you to come home because I'm in love with you. I love the life we have here in Chicago. But nope, she executes Doug, cuts him off, and we're Doug free now. He is in the middle of the street, though. He's in the middle of the street in his suit. So yeah. it's not like he's he's decided not to... Like, he's taken time off work. So he's obviously mm-hmm. gotten into his suit to wear on the plane, sure. I guess. It's not like he decided not to go at home because he's not at home. Yeah. He's not at the airport when he's made that decision. No. Nope. So what, he's just gone out for a walk? No, he's, Doug's just out doing Doug stuff. Doug's, you don't know what Doug does. There's been a period of time where he's made this decision. Yes, because he's supposed to be at the airport at that moment. Yeah, but he hasn't told her as soon as he's decided he won't go. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what his location tells me. Yeah, which is douchey. But he is also, bit, he's a little bitch as well, because he's like, oh, I don't know what I'll do while you're at work all day, Emily. Oh, mate, you're in Paris. Fuck off. But again, that's just him voicing his concern. He's just voicing his fear. No, you're right. But she does try and like explain, you'll be fine. Yeah. 
So we're Doug free now. We're no more Doug. Yeah, she was just waiting for that excuse, wasn't she? Yes, exactly. Yeah, she says this city is filled with passion and sex, which are things that mean nothing to you. And it's like, well, dude. Yeah, which he jerked off to her two nights ago. He just came to her, (laughs) an image of her with the blanket up to her neck. So he fucking loves her. He's super into her. So then it's raining and she takes a picture of the rain. Hashtag Paris is weeping, which uh, is so bad. It's such a bad photo. It's such a... Such a bad, hacky thing to say. I think we should call this episode Paris is Weeping. I think so, too. I, it was either that or I was very tempted that we should call this episode uh, Vata Fair Fruit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pronouncing that right. But I also didn't know if we'd get... No, no, you nailed it. I didn't know if we'd get called out on it with uh, it technically being a, a, a swear word. No, nah, I think we're fine. Okay, so now she uh, she's diving into the uh, vaginal suppositories. She's blown away that it's La Vagine, not La Vagine. Yes. And it, what's the name of the company again? The vaginal... Oh, I don't have that. I didn't write it down because I was like, oh, Sam will have that. <laughs> You're going to have to do something on your own. Oh, that's the mm-hmm. Vagin... Yes. Young Vagina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo- moist... moist v- Moist vagina. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Does the word moist bother you? It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me either. No. Yeah, I don't I don't understand the the grossness with the word moist. Moist is an awesome word. Well, I so I used to host a kids arts and craft show here in the UK sure. on, on a TV channel. That's your you ran five miles, your brag. That's my I ran five miles. Yeah. yeah I'm real sweaty from it. And yeah. um one of the things was the executive producer hated the word flap. Ugh. And so it made it really hard when you're trying to explain that you need to cut flaps into something that you're making. Why did they hate flaps? It just grossed them out? Oh, she yeah, she just hated the word flap. It made her really uncomfortable. Whereas huh. for me, I not that I won't say it, but I I not I don't like saying the word slit. Really? Oh, I love slit. <laughs> slit great. to me. It's got so there's so many connotations to it. Yeah. Like it just <laughs> it sounds so wrong. Yeah. But it's it's not. Emily is confused that it's uh Levagine and not Lavagine. Uh and Sylvie says it's something a woman owns and a man possesses. We love a 1950s queen. <laughs> we love an outdated view on vaginas. I love that response. I love Sylvie. Sylvie m- might be my favorite character on this. She's awful. Well, that's because you're both misogynists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, shut up, slit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so she posts She posts a picture of it with the hashtag, the vagina is not male. Yeah. Uh, and gets retweeted by Bridget Macron. Yeah, which without the context... Mm-hmm. Of her realizing that she's saying like la and le, you know, the differences yes. between the feminine and masculine. Yeah, the post makes no sense. So it makes no sense, which makes me think that the reason it's gone viral is because everyone who's reading it, like all the French people reading it, are just transphobic. Yeah. Like they think <laughs> yeah. it's some massive transphobic thing. Yeah. This is suggesting to me that the president's wife, is, uh-huh. who was also a pedophile, is transphobic. Really? Well, I mean, she met him when he was 15 and she was like 40. That's right. When she was a teacher. We forgot about that. Yeah. How quickly I forgot about that. God, that's right. And that that's Madeline's hero. Madeline, yeah. who pregnant Madeline back home. And then we have a little scene with her and Mindy where she's explaining like, oh, I'd never pictured myself for her alone. And Mindy's like, ah, oh, you'll be yeah. fine. So like yeah. Emily's had one day of crying and now she's over the boyfriend that she was engaged to be engaged to. Like yes. she, she got over that pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't love him. She doesn't. Emily no. loves Emily and that's she, it. She never says she loves him, by the way. They never really? tell each other I love you. I think it's Darren Starr's attempt 
to get us to not hate her as much as we do. And he's okay. failed. Because yeah. all that yeah. did to me was like, <laughs> <laughs> she's so harsh to him. But it, like, you yeah. guys haven't even said you love each other. Get over yourselves. Yeah. God, I love that. Yeah, you're right. It took her one day and then she feels like she's going to be washed away by Paris. Yeah. So then um, the final scene we've got uh, everyone from the office is at that yes. restaurant, which we also saw. Mm-hmm. Yep, which is right and by their uh, their building. Luke says, at least Emily is hot. They're discussing yes. Emily about whether they like her. Luke, yeah, who is your favorite character, is I a know. sexual deviant. As the, I was very sh- disappointed spoiler, in him. Spoiler alert, Luke is a freak. Is that a spoiler alert? I don't remember. Yeah, it, it, as the show goes on, Luke gets more graphically sexual. Oh, yeah. all right. So, I'm yeah, up way for to it. stake your claim. Stake your claim <laughs> yeah, now I that know. you love him. This is going to backfire yeah. horribly. Yeah. Sylvie cold ass stares at Emily at lunch and says, I guess a new chapter begins. And Emily says, well, I look forward to working with you. And then they glare at each other. Yeah, because Sylvie says, he's to our American. Oh, yeah, American. Virgin, 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 yeah. Virgin or whatever. Yeah. Which is basically saying, she's like, here's to our young American vagina. Yeah, she might as well be like, here's to the American slit that has joined us. <laughs> 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 and again, yeah. this scene needs a person to go, I'm, I'm sorry, like a third head to pop in and go, I'm sorry, do you two hate each other? Like, you're glaring. Like, <laughs> yeah. What, what's, there's a lot of tension right what's- now, you know? What's going on here? And then outro credit. And we have completed <sighs> season. Nope. We've sorry. No. We've completed season one. No, episode no. Run two. with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that? What a relief would that have been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two episodes long. God, I can't believe how many more of these we have. I'm having a blast hating this. Right. How do you feel? Do you feel? Um, I, feel I don't feel good. Of being able to get out, or do you feel more angry now? I feel more angry now. I feel more angry knowing that there's a third season, a fourth season. I feel more angry. I I, I do feel justified when I Google Emily in Paris is terrible, seeing other people that agree. But it, yeah. it's the fact the fact that it's got two million followers and and that it was a cultural phenomenon it just blows my mind. I know they also didn't they rig some of the like the Golden Globes or something. There was a there was a push to get Emily in Paris nominated. Yeah, uh, one was, year and yeah, and it it cost a lot of other shows opportunities <laughs> to be nominated cuz Emily in Paris was nominated. Yeah, that's mind-blowing, isn't it? When you consider the quality of other shows that are out there. Well, you'll be happy to know we're not the only ones hating this show as much oh, really? as we do. Okay. Yeah, we've had a lot of feedback from our lovely, lovely listeners. Yes, I got a bunch of good DMs. Yeah, yeah. It's been really, really overwhelmingly positive. So thank you so much for everyone who got in touch with the Enemy in Paris Instagram account. I'm glad the rage runs deep within everyone. So you'll be happy to know that we are beating Emily's followers from the first episode. That yes. was a challenge that we put out in the first one. Mm-hmm. She ended on something like 230 followers in the first episode. I think so. 232, I think. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mr. Pedantic. Mm-hmm. I don't like this, Sam. It's not a good look on you. I am. Yeah, people call me Mr. Pedantic. Do they? I think they call you Mr. Ped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean something else, though. It's because of your love of feet. Oh, I thought you meant like Madeline. Yeah. No. <laughs> We're now on 350 followers as of the time. Yeah. This is recording. Right. Now, obviously, in this episode, Emily got over 5,000 followers. So for us to keep up with her, we're going to really have to step up that pace. Mm -hmm. 
I'm trying really hard. I'm trying really hard with the socials. I'm trying to put out content. I haven't been using hashtags. Maybe that's my problem, Sam. I don't think your posts include enough of just your giant face. Ah, that's true. Should we just take some selfies of our giant faces? Yep, all forehead, all the time. But I wanted to give a special shout out to some of the people who reached out to us. First of all, I wanted to thank Jenny. Thanks, Jenny. Who got in touch to say... Uh, we had a couple of people actually respond like this. Uh, Jenny was saying that after the first season of Emily in Paris, they started a new job at a marketing agency and was so excited. Jenny was imagining all the ways that they were going to excel like Emily Cooper, doing brand mashups and making all these creative <laughs> decisions. At an agency, or at least the one I was at, you are a cog in the wheel. You're given small tasks you need to complete in a certain amount of time. If you can't keep up with the workload, you're fired. Emily yeah. Paris did not prepare me for my job. I was so disappointed. And I want to thank Jenny as well, because then Jenny said, P.S., I have that vibrator. Hey, and cordless. all right. Try it. This Excellent. is in regards to the Samantha Jones vibrator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then she said, you know, if you do decide you're going to do it, maybe you could do a bonus podcast, which I said, bonus podcast and... You know, very nice. Very, very nice. If we ever do a Patreon, maybe we can, I don't know. (laughs) Do people want that? Let us know. Do you want us to do a bonus podcast that's all sexually explicit? (laughs) Let us, let's know. Oh, it sounds so horrible coming from you, Sam. I know. I also wanted to shout out uh, McKenna. Hi, McKenna. Who wrote in all caps, I am a director of marketing and this is not an accurate portrayal of the industry (laughs) and I've been livid about it for years. Good. Sorry to hear that. McKenna said, I have so, so many thoughts. If you need several dozen more issues with the reality of her job. Then I said, lay it on us. McKenna said, first and most importantly, no no woman her age with her general background would have that number of initial followers. McKenna says, I'm a boring mom with a private account and I have 500. She has gone to high school, college and started working full time as part of the Instagram generation. And she has basically no followers. And McKenna has absolutely nailed that. Like in the first episode, she starts on what, like 48 followers? Yeah, an abysmal amount. Yeah. And I looked at, I was saying this to Gav. Because Gav does not post on Instagram. He only opened Instagram so he could follow Carl McLaughlin. Long story. And mm-hmm. so he never posts. He doesn't use it. We had a look at his Instagram. He's got like 98 followers. So he had yeah. more than this person who actively used Instagram at the time. Yeah, you would have to actively work at being bad at Instagram to have 48 followers. And she's in charge of the social media. Yeah. Unbelievable. God damn. Yeah, thanks, McKenna. That was a really, really solid point, which I really appreciated you making. Mm-hmm. A couple of people got in touch as well, asking us, when are we going to reference the fact that Emily in Paris was supposed to rhyme like Emily in Paris? Yes. Now, that is something my Americanness just glossed over. It wasn't until somebody pointed it out that I went, oh, yeah, that's a good point. So the show, the show should be enemy in Paris. That's uh, canon now, everyone. Pop that in your fan wiki base or whatever it is people use these yep. days. Wiki feet. Wiki feet. Yeah. Go on, Mr. Ped. <laughs> that was an adorable giggle. <laughs> ah, Diana got in touch. Hi, Diana. Uh, Diana said they've got a background in theatre and costume design. And this is something that per- uh, personally bothers them quite a lot is on in shows. And again, a lot of people did get in touch about this as well. Their anger with this is Emily's outfits while they're ridiculous and we like to make fun of them, they are also very expensive. Like, they're a mix of very top-end brand items of clothing. Oh, okay. See, I didn't recognize that. Yeah, and they're, they're something 
In fact, I do think on the actual Emily in Paris, or maybe it's a separate account, might be a different account, but there is like an Outfits on Emily in Paris Instagram account where it actually like tells you where you can buy the stuff and how much it costs. Oh, God. And it is like in the thousands for each scene that she has a different outfit. There's just no way that someone on her salary, even though she's doing all right. Sure. But there's no way that she's affording yeah. The outfits of that amount. And what annoys me about that is the writers could have so easily justified that choice just by sure. saying, hey, look, all of the clients at this fancy French marketing agency keep giving her clothes or she's the only person in the office who fits the clothes. Maybe that's another reason why they hate her. Yeah, there could have been a, uh, an episode where she shows up in her frumpy clothes. They all make fun of her. And then uh, Pierre Godot pulls her aside and forces her to go through his closet or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's so many ways they could have written into the show, and instead they just didn't. They just make it seem like she can afford it. Which also implies she has knowledge of high-end things. Yes. Which she clearly doesn't. The character's supposed to be this low-income American woman. Yeah, you're right. It's conflicting. That and the fact that her apartment, while bigger than most apartments, (laughs) certainly in London... It's still very small. There's no yeah. way that it fits the amount of outfits that she wears in each sure. episode. Yeah. And it's kind of the same problem you saw, at least in Sex and the City. That I mean, that Carrie's walk-in wardrobe is still, walk-through wardrobe, I should say, is still not quite big enough, but at least they kind of make a point of it. And there's episodes that focus on her having to get rid of clothing and having too much clothing, and it's referenced in the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's actually an issue that I have with a with a different show that I actually really enjoy but also have a lot of issues with, which is Only Murders in the Building. Oh, yeah, I like that show. I love that show, but Selena Gomez has a different outfit in every scene and she's, mm-hmm. like, living in her great aunt's old flat or something and it's, like, being refurbished and stuff. There's no furniture or anything. Yeah. There's just nowhere for her to keep all those outfits. There's no way that she can afford all of them. It annoys the heck out of me. There's a lot of, do you know what that show also does, which is similar to this one, is that it makes podcasting look really easy. They just walk around and record stuff on their phones. Mm -hmm. There's no retakes, no editing. Yeah. No, No planes flying overhead. No, that's it. That's it. And you and I both come from podcasting. They don't even use like lapel mics or anything to get like a nice, they just stand there with a phone recording. Yeah. That's the reason why there's so many poorly sounding podcasts out there. Mm -hmm. So many unquality podcasts. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe once, once Emily in Paris is done, uh, I want to do only, only, only murders in the building in the building show. Maybe I'll do that. (laughs) Try and solve the murder before they do. Great. Oh, Via Masala, I, I might be mispronouncing that, but they, they commented on one of the photos on the Enemy in Paris Instagram. Why could Madeleine just not go to Paris? There's no rules against traveling in the first try, and the French healthcare system probably treats moms better than the American one. Just have the baby there. Yeah, that's a very good point. This whole episode <laughs> could be over in 10 minutes. The baby would grow up bilingual. It'd be perfect. Yeah, right. And she'd still get to like meet a dude. Mm-hmm. She could do it as many, much as she wanted and not be able to get pregnant during that nine months. Exactly, which is her dream. Tom Below said, I know I'm British, but how would Emily repeatedly make this mistake? This is referring to the levels of the apartment when it's yes. the top floor. The staircase would end with her apartment, although I wouldn't trust that she wouldn't just keep going up staircases until she was on the roof thinking to herself, <laughs> wow, 365 degree views, at which point she would walk <laughs> off the edge of the building whilst taking a selfie. <laughs> Yep. God, that's a good point. 
Thank you for whoever wrote that in. That was Tom. Thank you, Tom. Flora Rocco and a couple of other people Hi, Flora. commented to say that uh, they agreed with me. They think that Doug wasn't negging Emily when he said that Paris isn't ready no. for it. No, 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 I'm no. Ask, Sam, what do you think negging is? You would package something like it's a compliment, but it's an insult. Like you would say, oh, I like that dress on you. It would look better if you lost 10 pounds. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That is that is essentially it. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand how you thought that was negging. So he, because he's, he's, he's implying that Paris isn't ready for her. Yeah. Why is that a bad thing? I don't know. Maybe I just know this guy too well. Maybe I know too many of this guy. Well, lucky for you, Sam, Flora Rocco said that they only started watching Emily in Paris because their friend Ro played Doug. She knows Doug. Wow. Okay. Apparently so. Get him on the show. I've said, yeah, I've said, obviously, this means that we have to try and get Ro on the show to tell us whether he thinks that that line was an egg or not. I would love that. I, I guarantee I'm right. Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And speaking of arguments. Yeah. So far on an Instagram poll. Yes. Most people agreed. It's 182. Mm-hmm. But when I put up the poll, you were like, literally no one is going to say 182 back. And no one like, is. A good chunk did, like 29%, which is a decent chunk, said that yeah. they say 182. Fucking and Europe. as of the time of recording, because we've also got a poll up on the Spotify page, we've had almost a thousand votes on that poll. And how many people are wrong? And 60% of them say Blink-182. God, come on. How? How have you never heard it pronounced correctly? How have you never heard the band say it? It's dis- This is disgusting. I'm so upset. Do you know what it is, though, Sam? It's because more people don't listen to Blink-182. 182. And you're wrong. Everyone does. They're the best. They're <laughs> universally known and loved. They're the U2 of my generation. Like loads of people were like, it's 182. The band says it's 182. And so all this proved to me was that the majority of people don't know how, myself included, don't know how to correctly pronounce the band's name because we don't listen to them enough, clearly. I'm sure you're going to make me change that. Yes, everyone out there, school yourselves on some good quality American music. The only good export to come from America. Of course. And, you know, half of this podcast, surely. Yes, true. And finally, we heard from Paul. Hi, Paul. Paul said, they love the pod. I think it and you both are hysterical. Thanks, Paul. thanks, Paul. But they said, that said, how did you not bring up the current president of Luminati's, Luminati, how do you pronounce it, Sam? Luminati's. Oh, like, as in like the Illuminati. Yes, exactly like that. Is that it? Is it meant to be a joke? Nope. Do they have like the the all-seeing eye on the box? Nope. Ah, oh, that is, they have missed a trick there. Sure. So they, they said, how did you not bring up the current president of Luminati's getting angry at the show for insulting their pizza? Yes. By far the hardest Emily's made me laugh is getting into a feud with Mark Malnati. Mm-hmm. Which, now, so when when we were watching the first episode, I noticed that she bad talked to pizza place. And yeah. I thought, oh, there's no way that's a real pizza place. Oh, like, no, that's it just, is. They've made one up for the gag because surely that would be slander. Like, no, you would it's have a go. good. No, but apparently... Yeah, Luminati's is a Chicago staple. Right. What, do they have like a, you know, like a, a, a rival? What do you mean? Oh, they, yeah, there's other deep dish pizzas there for sure. Can you imagine if like the writer of that, I can't remember if Darren Starr wrote that episode or not, but imagine mm-hmm. if they had stocks in the rival 
sure. pizza place. Yep. And this was all just a big... Mm-hmm. <laughs> So there was actually an article in The Insider, Luminati's called out Emily in Paris over the Netflix show's heartless dig at its iconic deep dish. Mm-hmm. It says, while the writers of Emily in Paris may not be fans of deep dish pizza or Luminati's in particular, generations of Chicagoans would strongly disagree. The news release reads, Malnati's is the first to participate in good-natured banter with pizza lovers from New York to California. However, it feels especially unkind to disparage anyone during these difficult times, given that most restaurants are struggling to hang on. This was obviously written during the pandemic mm. and is a pretty weak response, on, in my opinion. Like, take, take the tease. Take the hit. Yeah, I think they should have released a pizza that was having a go at Emily. Yeah, exactly. That has a bunch of different toppings on it that don't go together. <gasps> No, no, yeah, Shaped yeah, like, yeah. Have, like, like clashing toppings, or they mm-hmm. should have done like their vegan pizza should have been called the Emily in Paris because it's like all fake stuff. Yeah, or one that's just a box of cigarettes. <laughs> it's just an ashtray. A lunch special that's just cigarettes. Yeah, love it. Anyway, thank you so much, everyone who got in contact. Sorry, I haven't been able to read out all of them, but we do want you to keep writing into us keep commenting yes please and most of all please keep sharing share the page yes. help us beat emily's followers share the podcast the listenership has been in, like overwhelmingly great it's it's so yeah it's been really really splendid thank you but in order for sam and i to keep doing this to ourselves we're gonna have to um keep up those numbers or uh, grow at an exponential rate as well so Mm -hmm. we need to grow at emily pace yeah we do so please keep sharing keep telling people to watch yeah uh to listen i should say i mean they don't have to watch they can just listen several people have commented to say they don't watch it (laughs) and i do recommend you watch the show it is really really spectacular each episode's 20 minutes long you have time yeah and they're not going to let us be in season four if we keep bad-mouthing it to that extent we have to give them some sort of love yeah exactly which by the way according to a recent article that came out they're looking to film in mid-january for five months great we have five months starting now starting now to get over there to to blow up and get over there help us get over to to yeah share the hashtag beck and sam on emily in paris which is a long terrible hashtag just like this show (laughs) it also isn't won't really do anything now considering twitter's gone to gone to die oh yeah that's right so join us next week we're going through the episode sexy or sexist spoiler sexist sexist spoiler alert yeah if you want to follow us on socials individually i am beck hill comedian or be chill comedian i'm most fun sam i am the most fun by name and nature Mm -hmm. all right you've been wonderful we love you we love you all we We hate hate Emily. emily Bye. Au revoir. <laughs> I am Trey XCT to be here.